everyone, today is Thursday the 7th of June 2018, this is The Gap, episode 422. I'm Luke Laurie and Job Solo Gilroy is here. How you going, Job? Oh, uh, I'm good. I'm good. The fucking, the the man, the, the stalwart, the, the guy who is always there for the Gapsters, yeah. is, returns once again while, you're like the Brock Lesnar of The Gap now, just fucking show up every now and then. Just fucking. Sometimes I go to a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm back on the main one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be in movies soon, by the way. What movies? I'm doing movies. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I'm gonna be time. like, uh The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. But he didn't Dave go to the UFC. Batista. Uh, no, none of them who went to. The US. Uh, Rampage Jackson, I guess. Oh, what about Ronda Rousey? There you go. Sure. Yep. <laughs> I'm like the Ronda Rousey of podcasts. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Oh, right, are you going to quit? Champion joke. The first time you lose, or <laughs> I'm always, <laughs> I'm always losing. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Cool. Yeah, I'm back. So, you're back. You're no longer too sick to talk. Yeah. Although you're still pretty sick. I've just got uh, this cough that just won't fuck off. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not actually sick. It's just it's just like all the shit that just is still in my, my lungs is like, we want to leave. And I'm like, no, fuck. Um, so, yeah. It's been, it's been a fun week. Cool, cool, cool. Fun two cool. weeks. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I went to Sweden. You went to Sweden. Are you allowed to talk about Sweden stuff? I, I can talk about Sweden. I can talk about some of the things I did in Sweden. Okay. Um, Tell us what happened in Sweden then. Um, so, yeah, I went over there for um, with Bethesda to check out um, Avalanche Studios, who are making Rage 2. Um, now, I can't say anything about the game. Um, all that stuff is embargoed until uh, E3. Um, but I did a studio tour with them. Um uh, got to see there a couple of the floors that they've got there. So you've actually been to Stockholm in um, in Sweden, where yeah. there's like a little hub of game studios all really close together. Yeah, um, are they so are they near Dice then? Yeah, so Avalanche is actually across the road from Dice, right? Yeah, um, and also Paradox is right next door as well. So there's like a I think there's a, actually a couple more around there, but but they're like the three. You can literally stand on the street and see like EA Dice, Paradox, and Avalanche, like all the signs in, in one street, um, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I, I went over there to, um, I, I did like a brief studio tour, um, got to um, like visit some of the floors where the guys are making Rage. Um, they didn't let us on some of the other floors that they've got because. Um, they're obviously working on other things that they can't talk about yet. Yep. But um but but they've got like a, a really fancy fucking building. Um mm. really nice really nice setup um and uh, a couple of floors of just people working on on different content and whatnot. Um so yeah, they um they did like a quick quick studio tour. Um took us through a bunch of the departments, uh, some of the like the different teams that are working on different aspects of the game. And um, and then they let us uh, uh, have some time with the game, um, so I'll be able to talk about that in a couple of weeks. And yep. um, and then they also let us interview some of the key people working 
on the game. Um, so I spoke to the creative director, um, one of the producers, and um, uh, Tim Willits was also there from id Software, or id, I think they're just called now. Sure. Um, so that was cool. Um, kind of a weird circle, because <clears throat> the first time Rage was uh, announced, I, I had the opportunity to interview Tim Backett, uh, it wasn't, it was, it was, yeah, it was when it was first, I think first announced. Um, I'm right. not sure if you did as well. Did you get a chance to talk to him? Uh, I don't think I did. <clears throat> no. Um, but they did like a big rage thing down in, in Sydney with, uh, like a community event with, at the opera house and they showed off mm. the game and Tim Willits was signing like t-shirts for an hour. Um, it was super hectic, but, um, so yeah, I got to, to do a bunch of that sort of stuff and that was pretty much an entire day of being at Avalanche and um, and uh, checking out the game and talking to people there, which was which was really cool. Because I've enjoyed like a lot of their other games as well. Um, obviously, they've made things like Just Cause, the Just Cause series. That's a really fun, uh, fun series. Um, they also did Mad Max, which uh, had some interesting ideas in it. Sure. Um, and the Hunter, the Hunter series, they make that. Uh, I'm a big fan of that that game. It's got some really cool things and and i um spoke to them about how heath and i fucked around for two hours chasing a bear um that we couldn't find because we didn't have the right tools to go get this bear but we didn't realize at the stage so that the guy that um the creative director on that thought it was quite funny yeah yeah man so i'll I'll be able to talk a bit more about rage too um in the probably two weeks from now when i get back from e3 yeah, um, which was interesting because we all that news is coming out about uh, those leaks, the Walmart mm. leaks, and at that stage I'd already had this trip lined up, so <clears throat> I knew that Rage Two was a thing, and um, so we had to kind of dance around that. But that that list kind of confirmed that yeah, right, it was legit, mainly because I knew that this trip was coming up, and yeah, yep. it made sense. So mm. yeah, it was a weird, weird time. Um, but otherwise, the other things I did in Sweden is I went to um, Machine Games who uh, make the Wolfenstein series. Right. And I had a chance to do another studio tour with, with, with them. Were they in the same complex? No, they, they are outside um, about a 40-minute train ride from, um, from Stockholm. And right. it's a really weird office. It's like in the back of a supermarket. <laughs> um, you kind of okay. go in this elevator um, and then you get up there and it's a super strange layout. It's... Like they took us through the um, uh, maybe the entire place. I'm not too sure. It was that confusing, but we were going up and down stairs all the time and all this crazy stuff. And um, like I couldn't get a grasp of how many people work there. And I tried to ask. Oh, sorry. So uh, Jens, the um, the co-founder of Machine Games and also the creative director on the Wolfenstein series, um, he was the one that took us around. There was only you know it was just the Australian crew that was there. There was like like four of us. Um, so three journos and the, the PR person, PR handler, um, super like intimate sort of, you know, taking us around that sort of thing. Um, hmm. but like, yeah, he was showing us around and, you know, introducing us to all the people there, like all the founders and the, the CEO and, um, people working in different teams and whatnot. And like, I just couldn't get a grasp of how many people kind of work there because we were going up and down stairs and, it was like weird corridors, like a completely different layout to the way Avalanche is. Avalanche is kind of like a, um, <clears throat> if you think of like your typical office building where you've got these huge areas and 
and kind of like um uh like desks that are sort of spaced out and um like teams are sort of working together in their um like little cubicles whereas this was like a bunch of like uh, like really narrow hallways with doors going off into other rooms and then like right. four, or four, four or five guys in one room or girls in one room um and just that sort of thing and like walking mm. around and not really like going upstairs and downstairs and then all this weird stuff and then like at the end of the tour i was like how many people do you have here <laughs> like it's kind of confusing and he wouldn't he actually wouldn't tell me because <laughs> i think um uh he was like when we're not I, I don't think i can tell you that right now um, he knows that fucking nate will do some fucking <laughs> quick maths and work out that they're not able to make whatever the fuck they're supposed to be working on yeah and i think that was the idea is he didn't want to <laughs> he didn't really want to say how many people were there because they're not they don't, haven't really technically announced anything right that they're working on even though wolfenstein is a, tr- a trilogy and they've yeah. said that in the past mm. um um <clears throat> Yeah, and I had to sign NDAs and whatnot, so I can't really talk about things that I did see there. Um, Boo! I don't want to get my pants suit off me. Um, but I, I can talk about, like, uh, yeah, like, the difference in the, the building and the way it was set up was really interesting. They sh- they showed us, like, their mocap room, which was really cool. They had, like, 100, oh, I was thinking it was, like, 90-something cameras set up in this mocap room. Um and then we um, had the opportunity to sit down with Jens and just talk to him about like Wolfenstein, the, the series, and kind of their thoughts on how that series is going and, and uh, just mechanics of the game and how the story is progressing. Nothing really about Wolfenstein 3, um, even though that like we know that something's coming. I, I'm not going to get anything out of them. That's not what we were there for. They were kind of just showing us around and... and um, just sort of like a res- retrospective on, on Wolfenstein, um, which was really cool because you don't really get to see or, or, or you don't really get the opportunity much to talk to game developers, that, that sort of thing. Um, you see a lot of that sort of stuff on sites like uh, like Gamasutra or um, like developer-focused sites, GDC Talks, um, things like that. You don't really see that sort of thing on mainstream sites that too often. Um, so I think it'd be really interesting once I've I've transcribed everything and can kind of yeah. talk to him about different things. Like some of the things that I like specifics. Did you play Wolfenstein too? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but it felt, you know, like I think I've talked about it before. I really do have to go back and play it because I heard there is a lot more agency than I was under the impression yeah. there was. Like apparently you actually do have some fucking pretty heavy influence on how some things can play out and yeah yeah i like i sort of i played all the preview stuff and it didn't like they didn't show any of that and so to me it was just like yeah well fucking single player like you know whatever i don't give a fuck i don't it's just like single player locked in linear narrative experiences are just dull as fuck to me these days and I don't want to play them anymore so yeah I didn't that's the thing is that that game um, and it's something I talked to him about there's a lot of choice in that yeah. game it's not necessarily um, uh, like as linear as I think some of those shooters are um, there is a hub in the game and um, you don't necessarily have to do certain missions in order and there's weird like going after lieutenants like a sort of mini game thing in there as well that i didn't really 
um, explore too much of, but you can go and do that sort of thing. So it's not, right. um, it's not like you're going from one mission to the next to the next, and it's like this progressive story that you don't really have a control over. You're, you're sort of going around and deciding like what gadgets you want to take with you and how you want to approach certain situations. Um, yeah. yeah. And they're the kind of things that I talk to them about, like, were they happy with the way that kind of panned out? Do you think that like, um, you know, it was balanced in terms of, you know, people selecting like the sort of like a 33% ratio across all the different things you can choose. Or was it like everybody picked this thing that they could go and get, mm. um, just talking a bit more in depth about stuff that you don't usually get to talk to developers about because they're on a, you know, like a a set media part or marketing path. And we're not talking about that right now. Um, Or being able to go and talk to him about the ending of that game or some of my, like my favorite scenes from it and how those scenes came about and how they kind of evolved and what changed and where those ideas came from. And yeah, just that sort of stuff is really cool and interesting to kind of dive into. Yeah. Um, so we we literally sat down for an hour and just talked to this guy for. Jeez. Um, and he's a really good interview as well. Like, dude's um, super passionate about the game and you know really in depth anth- answers. Like, you I'll ask him a question and ten minutes later he's still going on about it. Um, so yeah, that stuff's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so that I love was- those details, especially with like you know really invested creative you know, creators like. You know, like there are a couple of people that I'd love to talk to uh, out of like a morbid curiosity, like fucking David Cage. But okay. there are others that. Well, I I did I had one of these with Ken Levine, and it wasn't out of morbid curiosity. It was out of genuine curiosity. It was like this fucking spectacular fucking mind dump. Like I think I've told this story before. The the time that I was we were in, I was in Hollywood, and yeah. he thought all the interviews were finished. And uh, they had basically forgotten about me and I had been sitting there like just pounding fucking beers the whole like whole night for like four hours waiting for my interview slot, uh, which was supposed to be like 15 minutes or some shit. And then uh, they're like, okay, well, everyone, we're going to leave now. And I'm like, hang on, the fuck? Where's my, like, when's my interview? I was drunk enough to be, you know, blunt about it. And I didn't have like a an Aussie PR minder to like, usually the Aussie PR person goes and finds all that shit for you. Anyway, so uh, he, he was like, he was done for the night. It was finished. It was over. And uh, we sit down and he's giving me like one word, closed answers and shit to my questions. And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. And um, I can't even remember what I said. Like I asked some question and suddenly it was like, I think it was about like the fucking the book, the fucking the devil in the white city. Um, it, like it wasn't about the book itself. It was like what are like what are the influences that have driven you towards creating something like Columbia? And he just started talking about fucking the devil in the white city, and like it was it was like a completely different interview from there on out. Like I think it could have probably wrapped up in five minutes. Mm if he hadn't like decided to then go on, but it wound up being like 45 minutes, which is a fucking dick punch to transcribe. But <laughs> it sure is. Oh my God. Fuck that shit, man. You got like, this was before rev, uh, existed. So I couldn't just like do my usual trick. You got to do my usual trick, which is like, you've got fucking audio editing experience going, 
chop out all the fucking pauses, right? Just like you don't even need to don't even need to like listen to it and, and do it because that you might as well just fucking type it out then. No, all you do is you you look at the fucking peaks and troughs and whenever there's a trough, just chop it out until it's like literally just all run in like fucking Yahtzee's talking or some shit, right? <laughs> and then you speed it up by, uh, I think my usual speed up time is uh, 30% and then uh, you pitch shift it so that it sounds like normal humans talking. And uh, you send it in, you say, you say, you know, you get your 45 minute uh, interview locked in at about, I think you can get it down to probably 30, 25 minutes. Mm. If you can get it, that's 25 bucks. 25 bucks is better than you sitting there for fucking four hours trying to transcribe 45 minutes worth of shit. And then what, you t- just send it to someone transcribing person. Is that what you do? That's exactly what I do. Oh, Fuck yeah, so it good. is. Oh, man. What's, what's my time worth? What's my time worth in in like in dollars per hour? What do you think it's worth? Because to me, it's worth more than fucking. How, how long does it take me to transcribe fucking 20, 20 minutes? Uh, an hour, I'd say yeah, an hour. Um, which is, I think it's on the slow side, but yeah. I don't have very like I hate it so much. So I get really fucking. I just get distracted all the time. So yeah, one hour twenty. Am I worth twenty bucks an hour? Yeah. I think we're worth a bit more. So, uh, so if I farm it out somewhere, right, still profit, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, think about it. Yep. Think about it. I've I've done most of my transcribing already. Fuck a duck. So well, even better, get the rest done by Rev. Sorry, no, I actually haven't <laughs> done the um, uh, the machine games. Oh, you've been too busy on the other one. Yeah, too busy on it. Like the, <laughs> the other one is kind of like. Um, time sensitive yeah it's still like I need to have it done by E3 whereas the other yeah. one is kind of like you can push that out whenever you want it doesn't really yeah. it doesn't really matter yep. um, so yeah that was really interesting and really cool experience like being able to and I, I wasn't overly like hey I'm gonna fucking suck your dick over this game I was pretty honest about it I was like hey here are the issues that I had with Wolfenstein like yeah. kind of what went wrong um, yeah because I, was- I because when I talked about that game, um, I think people will remember that I had a big issue with uh, like the damage feedback in the game yeah. and being able to sort of understand when I was being shot at or when I was taking damage. And um, that did seem to be a problem that I spoke to a couple of people about. Um, and I, I don't think it was necessarily on just the PC side. It sounded like other people were having that issue on consoles. Yeah. Uh, and then one doing, so being able to ask him about that and kind of like his thoughts on it. And, and then he talked about like difficulty in games for a while. Like I just, I basically asked him like, is, you know, am I just a filthy casual type of stuff? <laughs> but I tried to put it nicely to him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I looked into it a bit more and they actually did. They, they actually patched that um, aspect of the game and fixed up right. some of the damage feedback stuff. But like hearing him talk about like, having indicators on the screen and like how much you need to do all that sort of stuff and you know turning mm. difficulty and you know talking like going on for 10 minutes about that sort of stuff is really cool yeah anyway um so yeah that was that was really good machine was awesome um yeah bethesda really looked after us on this trip like it was a 30 hour plus flight like all up it was like three stops or something like singapore london then London to Sweden. Um, mm. We were, I think, only supposed to have 15-minute interviews at, at Avalanche, and, like, the devs there were like, fuck you, you've you've flown, like, so far. You guys can have <laughs> as long as you want. So, like, I sat down with, like, 
them for an hour, like when it was only supposed to be like 15 minutes each. So that was really good. Um, and then being able to go and do the machine stuff was, you know, that was awesome because uh, nobody else got to do that. So, um, yeah, being able to kind of, I guess, spend the time because it is such a long way to go. Um, you know, there was a trip that weekend to uh, London, which I'm sure you talked about. Um, and that was for the Battlefield 5 reveal. Um, yeah. And they were trying to actually team me up to go and do that as well. Right. Uh, and, and that trip, from the sounds of it, was pretty ordinary. <laughs> yeah. Um, no hands-on with the game. Uh, interviews were super scarce. Like, it just did not... It was like a really quick turnaround. It was like an 18-hour turnaround from, you know, getting on the ground to leaving. So... Yeah, man, when, when some publishers go out of their way to try and really make your trip worthwhile, then it makes it a lot easier to say yes to some of these things. Um, yeah. Because that same weekend, I think I talked about it last time, is was also the Rainbow Six Siege um, uh, Pro Pro League final. Yeah. Um, where Australia got smashed, but that was also like another one that we had to turn down because there was just too much going on. But yeah, it makes it easy when they can do really cool things for you and you're like, all right, that'll make my trip worth it. So yeah, it was a good trip all up. Like I, I think we got some really good stuff out of it and I hope people will enjoy kind of what I want to write about. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll find out more at E3, right? I guess we will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other, otherwise like just going around Stockholm and, and, like walking we spent a lot of time at pubs and walking around and trying different food and whatnot um so yeah it was really cool really nice place um and then i got sick on the way back from the singapore flight so from singapore back to australia it was like a um it was like an eight hour flight something like that and yeah i was not well at all i was i basically got off the plane in Sydney at like 6.30 in the morning, got yep. home at like 7.30 and then was at the doctor's by like 9, <laughs> pretty much as soon as they opened. So yeah, it was not well. Um, and then, so yeah, that's why I missed out on last week's podcast because you, when did you record? Thursday? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. So like five or six days later, I was still not good. Yeah. <laughs> I was... um yeah, not well. I, I'm, I'm all right now. I'm just, I've just got this cough that's just a huge pain in the ass. But otherwise, yep. I'm, I'm ready for E3. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I was That'll like, help the cough. yeah, because like I, the cough was still pretty bad over the weekend. Mm. Um, even though I wasn't like, I wasn't sick at that stage. It was just this cough, and I was like worried that holy shit, if this thing stays around like another week, and I've got to go to LA. Oh, yep. Fuck, that's gonna be frustrating. Um, no, dude. If this, if the cough had stayed away, or like if the sickness had stayed around for another week, that would have been go to the doctor and get quarantined and shit. Like I think it is literally written in. Like if you are sick for more than two weeks after flying in from somewhere, you're supposed to go get quarantined or some shit. Yeah. So just just a heads up, okay? I'll Not, be fine. I don't know if I can go to three. Fucking, you're the fucking, you're patient zero champ, so. The doctor told me it was fine. Fuck off. Like, there's no malaria in Sweden. <laughs> it's too cold. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's my trip. That was my trip. It was cool. Awesome. I didn't have as many exciting stories as what you did when you went and got sick. You got sick while you were over there. That's true. Um, I got sick on the way back. Yeah. So I didn't get to go to the apothecary. No. And ask for someone with pseudo. Mm. Anyway. Um, but I did get to play some games that I can talk about while I was over there. Go on. Um, Loncha Libre. The, hey. the ba- Bruno something... Bruno Bastion? Burrito Bison. Burrito Bison. I knew it was a B. You were close. Uh, Yeah. Um, So you recommended this game a couple weeks back, and um, it's a phone game that you play um, by basically... You you, you start off on like a, a wrestling ring, and you use your finger to sort of pull back on your character and fling them sort of like Angry Birds style into this world and um the idea is to kind of get as far as you can and you get power-ups and and different abilities and items um and you're basically jumping on top of gummy bears the entire time um and each time you jump on them you get you get money a currency um and then as you are jumping on these guys there are different sort of obstacles in the way or there will be things like um like cops with giant fucking bear traps on their heads and if you land on them they kind of slow you down or if you miss a gummy bear and just hit the ground that'll slow you down um so there's sort of different things within this world that will sort of deter you from getting up to a really fast like momentum Mm -hmm. um and the idea is to just build up your currency and try and get to the end um and so you start off really slow. You don't really make it too far at the start of the game, um, just like a couple hundred meters. And then and then you go and buy these upgrades and, and that kind of allows you to get further. You get things like um, like rocket jump sort of abilities and uh, like different, um, different stuff in the world that like lets you earn currency or uh, things that'll allow you to jump on top of these like balloons and then propel your way across the environment even further. Um, and then as you kind of get through each level, there's like a cake wall. And as you smash through it, there's sometimes like bombs and money bags in there. And you've got to try and make it through this giant like cake wall. And if you do that, then it sort of starts the next level and you keep going. Uh, and the idea is just to get as much speed as possible and uh try and get to the very end of it and eventually when you do get to the end um like you talked about last last two weeks ago Mm. um there's like a end game reset that allows you to i guess spend a bunch of points get even more upgrades um and then you start from scratch again and you can sort of build up and keep going and the the idea at that point is to be like all right i'm gonna get a multiplier on the amount of currency i can get or multiplier on like just certain aspects of the the abilities and whatnot that you can kind of get um so yeah i played a bunch of this game while i was flying and also when i got back and all that sort of stuff uh it's really interesting game i think the loop um sort of really slows down towards the very like the very end of the game sort of like the second reset is kind of when i was feeling like there really wasn't much else for me to see in the game yeah. Um, but otherwise, like I had fun playing it. It just kind of, it got to that point where I was like, oh, is this really, this is all there is to offer um, type stuff. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like that the abilities that you got by doing the resets were really worthwhile or really added much to the game. 
Right. Um, did you play much further past the resets at all? Or Yeah, I still play it. Yeah, you still play it. I still play it. Um, I am... I don't know how many resets in. I think seven or eight. Because uh, you get to a point where um, you don't want to reset again. Because every time you reset, you lose half of your recipe pieces. Which don't mean anything. Except they are used for a couple of key things. Um, you can get... So you can trade recipe pieces for... If you get 60 of them, you get buffed out infinity. I'm looking at the game right now. Uh, buffed out infinity, which uh, when you do a reset, um, one of the things you can do is buff out, which is uh, you can uh, like upgrade yourself past the uh, basic ability. Yep. So you've got a, a soft cap and then there's a, another, a buffed out cap, a hard cap. Uh, and that whatever that is, is based on how many candies you've put into the buffed out section. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've put seven into that. And so I can go seven times over the max limit, uh, which is extremely useful. Like crazy jacks up your speed, your initial speed. And, and you can use it to really ramp up the, uh, the other, like you can, there's like the other upgrades that allow you to reduce how much speed you lose over time and stuff like that. Um, there is, did you get the, uh, aerodynamics upgrade? Yep. And the gummy booster upgrade. Gummy booster upgrade. Um, yeah. No, I don't think I got that one. And the cake explosion upgrade. I got that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I unlocked all of those. Um, firing one up now. Yeah, I can hear. Um, there's a um, boss that you can only get by getting to like um, level six on the time mode, which yep. is a mad pain in the dick. Uh, but once you do it, uh, he's a pretty good boss. He's only got one level. So once you level him up once, he's this tiny little fly and he's very hard to see. But if you hit him, uh, you get a shit ton of cash. So uh, it's definitely worth having him in the mix. And uh, yeah, so the buffed out thing, if you get buffed out infinity, you never lose those upgrades. And oh. that that turns into like a whole other thing. Yeah. Like suddenly you're, you make shitloads of extra recipe things. And the other thing is if you buy the recipes that are available, mm-hmm. um, you get another hero right so yeah there's a there's a bunch of stuff that you can actually like you get through and unlock and stuff um but yeah you absolutely want to get through to the buffed out infinity first and you can't do it like you definitely reach a wall no matter what um where you don't make enough progress for it to be worth it and so you may as well just cost yourself half of all your recipe pieces and reset and then try again um with more buffed out Upgrades, yeah, um, so that you can get to sixty. Sixty is the yeah main place, but yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, it's a fun game. Um, I did, but I just feel like I'm done with it for the moment. Maybe, yeah. maybe on the plane I'll play some more. I'm yeah, not sure. It's kind of hard to play without the um. You get these pinatas. Yep. <laughs> and they give you a, a fuckload of stuff, especially yeah. when you're um, like early on, but. 
I was super close to actually spending money in that game. Being like, I'm gonna get rid of the ads, but I did. I, I, I did. <laughs> you did? Cause I, yeah, because I figured like, <laughs> but it's always it's always the way I like um, justify this shit is like, how much time have I spent playing this game? Yeah. Fine, fuck it. It's worth. I think it was like three bucks because uh, they do deals every now and then. So I'm like, as soon as I see a good ad free deal come up again, yeah, I'm gonna jump on it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same. But I've come very close to buying the fucking double candies one because that one I feel would very quickly ramp up my gains, but uh, I don't want it. I think that would also ruin the game for me, so I probably won't do it. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how you had time to play this because I was playing on a plane and you've... What do you just do this like all day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I played it on the fucking... I've been playing it for two weeks longer than you, first of all, but I've been playing on the fucking toilet. So uh, any time do you spend on the toilet? Jeez. No, because like whenever I go to the toilet, right... That's three hours have passed, so I get my three extra fucking pinatas, so I get fucking stacks. So uh, it pays. It pays off yeah. to check every time I go to the bathroom. Um, yeah, anyway, good times. Cool. Um, also, I uh, when I got back, I played Detroit Become Human. Yeah, why? Um, I didn't listen to your podcast yet about this, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know what your thoughts are. Oh, okay. Um, but... Cool. Are we doing this then? Ah, excellent. Yeah. I think um, when I previewed this, I said that like this game was going to rely heavily on, on I guess, the outcome of the story and sort of how it plays out. Yeah. Um, I don't know how deep you went into to talking about the story at all, or if you did. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Sounds like a yep. No, you know what? Maybe <clears throat> I skirted around a lot of shit because I was trying to keep it spoiler-free yeah. for people. Um, so... Yeah, maybe I didn't go too deep. Yeah, uh, so I, I like I still think that game has a really strong start. Um, I think the middle is quite dull, um, and then it really starts to go downhill from there. Um, so you've got your three characters, right? You've got Kara. Um, fuck, I can't remember any of them anymore. Marcus. Marcus. Yep. And who was the other guy? Uh, Connor. Connor, yeah. Um, I think the Connor stuff is the best part of the game. Um, Connor's the best character in that game, personally. hands down. Yeah, um, like the stuff between him and his partner, Hank, is fucking yep. so good. Like they could they I, they could have just made a game around that and I probably would have been happy with, with that aspect of the game. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Marcus stuff later on. It got really... I think that stuff got really weird. Um... And the Alice and Kara stuff, um, I think, had a strong start, but then that kind of just went nowhere. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I, I really dug the, the Hank and um, Connor, like, relationship and kind of where that went, even though my relationship with Hank was fucked. Like, he, he did not like me at all. Um, I don't know if that's the same way it went with you, but... Yeah, it sort of played out pretty badly. Um, and just, like, the investigating and going through and figuring out, like, um, like his thing is looking for other, like, deviant robots, robots that have sort of gone away from their programming and doing strange things in this world. Um, and I thought that stuff was really interesting and sort of looking at why some of these androids have sort of um, decided to go down this different path. But... 
yeah, it's just the the constant like switching to other characters and characters that I just didn't really care for much, mm. um, or where that story was really going um, was re- disjointed, and I just wasn't interested in it anymore. Um, so yeah, some of that stuff was just not that great, and, and I think just the way it ended for me in particular, <laughs> it just wasn't interesting at all. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if you want to talk about any of that stuff at some stage, but yeah. one, what, like I think we should pencil in talking spoilers for that game, but I don't want to do it just yet. It's still early. It is. It is still <laughs> like it is a narrative only game, and I don't know. It's tough because I have literally zero respect for the game. So yeah. uh, to me, like it's it's I don't know. Can you like? Yeah, is, is it a spoiler to reveal that the inside of a diaper is a giant piece of shit? I don't know. I do think it's a better game than um, Beyond. Definitely better than Beyond. Um, oh, maybe better than than Heavy Rain. I don't know. Yeah. If, if only because... Uh, narratively, except for one glaring fucking cheat, uh, it is far more consistent than right. Heavy Rain. Um, not better than Fahrenheit. It's still is, Fahrenheit still his best game until the fucking cockroaches show up. So, yeah. space cockroaches show up. So, or Matrix. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Well, I there was one stage where I, uh, I literally went back and replayed a scene because i was like holy fuck like it flat out came up with a mission failed for me and that's not the way that game should like delve out its story it should feel like an organic thing that's like going from one place to another when you get a fucking prompt that comes up and says mission failed that really drills home that i fucked up and um and maybe, maybe you shouldn't have fucked up. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I, I pressed the wrong button. Um, right. Accidentally. Like, it, w- it was actually one of the parts that I talked about in... Um, it was one of the, my preview session. Uh, so it was quite early on in the game. And I just yeah. accidentally hit the wrong button. It was during one of the Connor and Hank moments. Um, the, the first sort of investigation or second right. one that you get with... with well, the, what, the first one you get with Hank and Connor. Um, yeah, and I just, I was like drugged up on fucking all this medicine and I was sick and I just pressed the wrong button and it literally came up and said mission failed. And I was like, what, (laughs) what is going on? And the scene just ended like right there. And I was like, oh fuck. Like it, it didn't feel like, um, like it didn't feel organic or like it just, it wasn't warranted. Like having a giant splash screen come up that says mission failed yeah. and then going on to the next thing. It's like, that doesn't make me as a player feel good. Like if it would approach that differently and maybe make, made it feel like more natural, um, right. I would have kept going with that. But I was like, fuck that mission failed. Screw you. I'm going back and replaying that part, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. I guess the game allows you to do. Um, yeah, it shouldn't in my opinion. Yeah. I think, um, I think it shouldn't until uh, the end of the game. Um, I like that it shows you the different sort of outcomes, but I don't know if it should show you that uh, during your missions or during each cutscene. Maybe that should be something that comes later on. Something I wrote about in my review and talked about in the solo cast. 
about this game is that ultimately I think that like I understand what they were trying to go for yeah. uh, with the concept um, and and the idea of that um, flowchart, but I think that in the end it's far more harmful than it is uh, a good thing because like all it does to the overall narrative experience is make you feel like you know it, it is very much a game like a branching story that you are working your way through and it it renders a lot of the story down to basically scoring points and yeah i don't think that's a good thing yeah i think it's it should be shown at the end of the game or like somewhere you can go back and yeah look at your chapters and be like oh, okay this is all the stuff i missed or these are the things that i um you know could have done differently um, yeah even though it doesn't really tell you like what that stuff is it's just like you can see it playing out um that way so yeah like i i don't know i enjoyed aspects certain aspects of it um like certain story elements um i think it's got a decent start it's just the middle starts to slow down when it starts switching to characters that i'm not really interested in anymore um and the ending for me was a bit of a letdown i did not like where it went in my ending and it felt not not good <laughs> yeah so, yeah i'm keen to talk about that at some stage and i probably i don't know we'll see if i remember any of it but maybe we can just talk briefly um about it hmm. yeah um but otherwise like was there anything that you actually enjoyed about it at all or didn't like any of it uh i like the relationship between connor and hank yeah. And uh, I thought that was like, I don't know, just otherwise, yeah, largely it just feels like a lot of missed opportunities. Like these, it, it gets real close to being something that I could find extremely interesting and then it just never goes there. Like the, the garden thing, Connor's garden. Yeah. Like it semi explores that idea but never really goes into it properly and it's like eh, like that that is one of the most interesting fucking parts of it but i think yeah again i've said this a lot uh like the whole the become human part of detroit become human is so distractingly ignored that it like it harmed the game experience quite a lot for me. Hmm. It was so focused on this really honestly tepid uh, take on slavery. This uh, this fucking oh uh, yes yeah, sl- yeah slaves oh robots are slaves robots are slaves without ever really exploring that conceptually enough to not have fucking rumors in the game and shit. Um, or like, yeah, I don't know. Just never, yeah, hmm. never really fucking. Meanwhile, the whole idea of them becoming human was just sort of left on the wayside, like just ignored. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I guess we'll come back to that at some stage. Yeah, next maybe after E three. Yeah, when things start to slow down in July. July is usually when things slow down. Yeah. Um, all right. Far out. What else can we talk about here? Um, uh, vampire. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what are we just doing? Your games. Yeah. 
Well, okay. I haven't talked for two weeks, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. This is the last one I've got, all right? I yeah, and then it's just all my games. Are you looking for a break or something? Is that what's going on? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, uh, did you get a chance to play this at all? No. no. Uh, I didn't get a code, and it's 45 bucks, and I read that it's a game for those who like narrative over gameplay. And I think I've made it pretty clear... <laughs> That that's not me so yeah um <coughs> it was um i got 25 percent off at green man gaming um oh so, yeah so i think yes. it was like 40 something bucks or yeah right around that um yeah so vampire is a rpg uh, as you said very heavily focused on story um it is about you play a character who gets turned into a vampire and um and I guess he's trying to figure out who did it and what's going on. Um, it's set in like really old timey London, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I've not played a lot of it. I've only played like two hours. But yeah. But um, I feel like I've got a gist of what's going on with it. You've got a fair idea assessment of where it's set. <laughs> it's set during like the 1920s. In 1920s. Um, okay. Yeah. So are there cars and shit? Uh, not that I've seen. Like, Are you sure it's the 1920s? It's not like the 1890s or something? What? No. That's, that's Maybe dead there hair. is car. I don't know. I, like, I've only just... I'm just trying to help you gauge when the fuck it's set. It's like the 20s. Or... Are you sure, though? What makes you think it's the 20s? Because it's old-timey. Let me check. Yeah. 1918. So, not quite. But close. Well, 20 minus 2. Oh, yeah. Well, you can do that for fucking anything. It's set in 2018. Oh, minus 100. You know, like, come on. Come on. Anyway, yeah. um, it's set in old-timey London. Yeah, you're a, you're a dude that wakes up and he's he's been turned into a vampire and you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, the interesting elements of it is that uh, it's got like this, like every, every person in the game has like a status bar on them um and they have like an xp meter and each person i i'm guessing like you can drink their blood or kill them and you'll get a certain amount of xp for doing that um Mm. but there's like this whole system revolving around learning more about these characters in this world and then unlocking um uh like chat trees about them and trying to find more information about like what their deal is um and i think by doing that you're able to sort of raise that xp bar um but at the same time if you're killing just ran like random people all, all around the place it kind of affects the world the world around you right. um so i guess there's kind of like this risk re- reward type thing that's going on there um i've not gotten up to any of that sort of stuff yet i'm just sort of still learning about how this world works um but so far I've like I've done a lot of talking to people getting to know like who they are there's all these like locked chat trees that are there like you don't know this hint about them yet and then as you start talking to other people um, they'll give you hints about like you know what this person's up to or what their deal is Um, and then it can also unlock other um, mission objectives like side objectives for you to go on to and I guess as you complete that that sort of like gives you get you more xp um right. i'm not really sure like how that 
whole system works in terms of what if I just go fucking kill everybody? Because um, there is like a uh, a main menu or a menu option where it's like, here are all the people in this area and it shows you their health status and like, is this person sick? Um, how did like, what's their XP level? And, and um, you know, what do they need to sort of make them healthy if they're sick? And so there's like weird objective, like social aspects of the game that's going on um, that seems interesting. And the other thing that um, I guess is a big part of it is the combat. Um, the combat's kind of, really ordinary <laughs> um right. it's pretty much just a matter of you you've got like two weapons um uh, primary secondary or it seems like you can also have like two-handed weapons as well and um as you attack people there's like a stun meter on them um if you stun them a certain amount of times you can then go in and bite them drink their blood um if you do that enough times then it sort of fills up your blood meter and you can activate special abilities um there's also like a stamina system on your part, so you can't just go around wildly swinging all over the place. And it's a bit uh, weird that you can't like. I feel like the moment you drink someone's blood should probably be the end of a fight. Um, like if someone drank my blood, yeah, right. I I I'd be like, yep, yeah, kill. Cool. Yeah, I'm out. Fight's over. We're finished. This dude's biting people. Uh, so we've had enough. Yeah. I think some of these guys you're fighting are like vampire hunters. Right. There seems to be some sort of like are uh, they, group going around. Are they about it sexually when maybe, they get bitten? Maybe they just like it. Yeah. 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 Um, but there's like behind that, there's a uh, like a talent tree system and like, um, all right, at the moment when you drink someone's blood, you're doing this much damage, but you can level that up and, uh, you know, it, it'll get you more blood or it'll do more damage to them. Um, there's different abilities you can go and upgrade uh you can upgrade your stamina and health points and, and that sort of thing. So, and that's all tied to the XP, um, the XP system that I haven't really tinkered around yet. I haven't started just murdering people because I feel like that's going to have some ramifications that maybe aren't good. Um, so yeah, I'm not super far into it, but it's um, it seems to have some really interesting elements in there. But otherwise, the combat is not great. I switched from keyboard to a controller. Um, <coughs> just because I felt like that wasn't doing much for me. Um, but otherwise, like, the world seems really interesting and this whole, like, social, like, talking to people and uh, figuring out, like, who they are and what they do and sort of what their objectives are um, seems like an interesting aspect of the game, but how deep that is or how repetitive that'll get, I'm not too sure at the moment. But, yeah, it's like, it seems like a an okay game um like i've seen a lot of people talking about it that have that have played it they'll be like yeah it's a it's one of those seven out of tens yeah um, which right. is like kicked up that whole thing again about what is really a seven like video yeah. game scores are broken it's like, all right cool um so yeah I, i'm still keen to keep playing it um but uh yeah it's the combat for me that's like yeah, it's not that it's not that great at the moment the combat but the rest of it seems interesting at least yeah okay it's you know one of those European. It's got that European feel to it. Yeah. Again, um, not not Eastern European, <laughs> but just like European, like not like uh, like Eastern European games are those fucking crazy games you play like these RP, like your your witches um, or stalkers, yeah. like those types of games where you play them. And you're like these people are b- fucking crazy. Um, what was that? I want Kingdom Come. 
Yeah, I guess recently, right? King yeah, King that King. one. Like loony shit. Yeah. Yeah. This has that feel to it. Like it's got, um, like it doesn't feel like a AAA game. Like it's trying to take, uh, like it's trying to do unique things with it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like all right, yeah, the you know animations is a little bit janky, combat's a bit whatever. Um, but it's got this. It's got a lot of. Seems like there's a lot there. It's just um, yeah. How how fucking tight all that stuff is. is I'm not too sure of yet, but I don't mm. know. We'll see. Um, I mean, it's not a full price game either, so like, I'm not going to be sitting here being like, it's a hundred bucks, fuck you. Um, but you know, there's nothing else out at the moment, so I might as well just play that and see how I get. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's all I've played over the like. Detroit took up a lot of time, like 15 hours, and then I've been working a lot the last week. And, yeah. And because I was sick as well, like that pretty much just took a week out of me. Um, so I've only really been doing stuff for the last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, we played some SingStar, I guess, on the weekend as well. well we did, did play some SingStar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you didn't play, but uh, yeah, we're playing with the the like our phones as mics uh, using the that like that system that they're going for. Yeah, I don't know if that works very well. Um, I was I felt like I was getting screwed hmm. quite a bit. I'm a better singer than that game was counting me for. Like, I'm not as good as I think I am, but I'm better than what SingStar thinks I am, unless something has dramatically changed. Maybe I've got throat polyps or something. Yeah. And I'm terrible now. Um, yeah, it was weird, man. Like, I, I didn't find it very user-friendly. Uh, it was a mad pain in the dick trying to get all the songs that I definitely already owned. Yep again you know um like downloaded and stuff um although one of the most interesting things was um i liked when we stopped browsing the fucking store and suddenly songs started downloading like really fucking fast whereas previously like it was like six some, minutes for us. yeah like some fucking dial-up shit yeah it was good um yeah anyway uh, it was good. Like it was like SingStar. I still find SingStar really good, but yeah, still a little odd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you want to talk about then? You got some new toys? I bought a Vive, a HTC Vive. Um, they're on like there was like a tech special on uh, eBay, and so I uh, jumped on and picked up a Vive. And, uh, yeah, it was like 700 bucks. Uh, you guys, I asked you guys beforehand if I should do it, but I went ahead and did it anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys were saying basically that they're probably going to announce the new one and all that kind of stuff. But I like, I thought to myself, like at the end of the day, I wouldn't buy the new one. Like I'm not going to. So it's still going to be like 1500 bucks unless it's like 800 bucks in which case I'm going to kick my fucking super kick myself. Um, yeah. Like if it's 1500 bucks, I'm not going to buy a $1,500 VR headset, but like 700 bucks, uh, to like get in and see where they take it. I'm still not convinced that like, that was the other thing I think you guys were correctly arguing was that, um, yeah, there isn't like that much, compelling on in vr 
at this point. But like there is some good stuff. And so, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing is checking out the stuff that people recognize is good. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I bought that. Um, it was, it was a bit of a pain to set up. Um, cause it takes up one of the HDMI slots on my graphics card, uh, which meant that I was essentially just like down a monitor until I could get something that could allow me to, you know, uh, fix that. So I, uh, yeah, I was in a bit of a pickle there, but after like I sorted that shit out, I bought a DVI to, no, a HDMI to DisplayPort. And I've already got a DVI to HDMI. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, HD, a DVI to HDMI and a HDMI to DisplayPort adapter plugged into my fucking computer so I can use two monitors again and my Vive at the same time. Um, the other thing is I didn't realize you absolutely had to have the base stations. I thought that it had like gyros in it that would enable it to do like motion tracking without that, you know, uh, without the base stations. But, uh, yeah, I was wrong. Um, you, you need to at least plug one in, but the cool thing is that like you can, you can own, like you can only use one. If you don't use, if you like, you don't have to plug in the second one. Right. And, uh, I think that's very cool. It's a very cool, uh, like a little solution to if you don't necessarily have the the space because I, I I'm not doing like what do they call it the fucking room scale I'm not doing room scale VR yeah. uh, I don't have the space for it my house isn't big enough um, but yeah it is cool doing like standing up with the one I can I've got like I've been to Bunnings and I've got some stuff so I can mount the other one up now. I just need to be able to hide the cords and stuff so that I can uh, not trip over it when I get home drunk from shit. Mm. Um, and that'll help. Like, that'll improve the, the, I guess, spatial recognition. But um, yeah, it's, man, it's, it's cool. Like it just, if, especially, I guess my other major experience with it was the PlayStation VR. I actually really like the PlayStation VR and I, and I think the PlayStation VR has like better experiences, like VR experiences sort of baked in to it. Right. Um, but I think that you could probably dig around and find those cool experiences, those cool VR experiences, um, on Vive, like if, if you knew where to look and I just don't know where to look yet. And so I think in that sense, like the VR, PlayStation VR is super fucking user friendly uh, compared like comparatively. And, and it's just, it's a pretty big like difference. Uh, basically, the moment you've got PlayStation VR plugged in, you're doing some crazy shit, you know, like whatever fucking the shark dive or whatever the fuck, you know. Mm. And I think that's awesome. But uh, yeah, the f- the like flip side is uh, that I think the visual fidelity on the VR is like so much lower. It's like distracting. It's staggering. Um, my wife immediately noticed it. She was like, she thought it was 
to her, it was the difference between like uh, Super Nintendo and the games I play on PC now is how she described it. Like I thought you were going to say like the Master System and the Super Nintendo. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, a massive fucking leap. Um, she she loves it. She's stoked, uh, which is cool. Um, yeah. The games I've got are Beat Saber and Gorn. And uh, they're both pretty cool. Beat Saber is, I think, you, you've probably seen it, right? Yeah, the lightsaber... Beat, rhythm game. Rhythm game, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Like, the... Uh, you, you've got your lightsabers. It's one-to-one. It is instantaneous. Uh, when you move, like, as like provided the song is on the beat, then, um, yeah, like, you slice through the fucking beat and all that kind of shit, and it's, it's fucking really cool. Uh, there's, like, it's super easy to mod in the ability to, um, like, add different songs and shit. Mm. It's crazy easy uh and yeah like once you've done that you've got access to a whole shitload of songs uh it's not easy uh to play like it takes some doing and so that's that makes it a little bit difficult to handle but uh like after you get the hang of it once you understand the the rhythm of it uh and the moves and stuff um yeah it feels like fucking lightsaber dancing game it's fucking cool as fuck and it's a cardio workout and a half eh? it's some good shit it's my um when i got home i went out to we went out to a bar last night and um to have some gin and tonics um yeah we when i got home my wife had worked out how to start it up and she was playing it mm. it's fucking rad uh because it's also not easy to start up. It's a mad pain in the dick getting this Vive shit to run. You got to start like it took me for ages. It, didn't, it doesn't tell you, or maybe it did, and I skipped through it. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't tell you uh, that you have to start Steam VR whenever you want your fucking VR thing to work. Mm-hmm. I I figured if I started Beat Saber, Steam would know to start Steam VR for me. Uh, the amount of times it just like straight up hangs if you do that, do it the wrong order. Like, yeah, it just, it's annoying as fuck. Um, yeah, so there's, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. There's a lot of like cool songs that people have added. Um, the built-in songs are sort of, eh, not my, not my jam. Mm. Um, yeah. Once you, yeah, once you get some extra songs though, it's, it's really fucking cool. I'd love to. I'd like, I just want to get people to play it, you know, like get more people into it. Um, see how they like go with it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other game I've got is Gorn. Uh, it's Gorn Devolver Home. Digital. No, Gorn Home. Uh, <laughs> Devolver Digital game, uh, like uh, you're a gladiator. And uh, you basically like one-to-one controls and you like punch people uh, to death and shit. And it's magical. Um, It's fucking hilarious. Like 
the everyone sort of moves very goofily and they wander through the fucking uh, Colosseum grounds like very slowly towards you and uh, and then yeah you just fucking smack at them I before we did this uh, before we did this podcast I was playing some Gorn and I managed to smash my hand into my desk <laughs> yep because I wasn't looking uh, and that sucked yep uh, yeah and yeah you know after after I dealt with that pain uh, it was uh, yeah just a lot of fun again like I don't know it's super goofy but it is if like feels really good to play because of that one to oneness and because of the visual fidelity and stuff and yeah it's um super impressive I don't know like super small but super impressive oh worth 700 bucks worth of fucking hardware obvs like <laughs> you don't need to tell your wife that it's fine <laughs> um yeah let's like not make any fucking mistakes here uh i wouldn't recommend buying a fucking vr headset for it but it's very nice to have um like a game of this quality of this sort of like really good understanding of what a vr game needs to have you know well some of my favorite videos online are like your la noir and and star trek uh bridge crew like you haven't thought about firing those up I just haven't got them yet. Like, I only had this for a week and I've been pretty busy and stuff. So uh, I'm definitely going to pick up. Yeah, I definitely want to pick up Bridge Crew because I think that fucking game uh, always looks hilarious. I probably won't get into L.A. Noir because I think you're not going to top that that video, the VR video. But that you could do that video. You could be <laughs> the video. That's my favorite thing. Like when everyone's like, look at this VR thing. I'm like, look at this. This is L.A. Noir. This is hilarious. Slapping people in the face and picking their noses. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know, man. I'm I, I'm really liking this thing so far. Um, yeah. I don't know. Cool. That's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what's my other game? The other game I got is Totally Accurate battlegrounds uh this one is available for free on steam it's a late april fool's joke for the people uh totally uh totally accurate battle uh sorry battle simulator yeah tabs or whatever it is and uh yeah it's um it's a battlegrounds game and it's surprisingly well done um yeah, you like you're on like you load into the map and you're on a bunch of cluster trucks and you get shot out of this like truck at like super high speed and then um yeah, that's about it. Um you sort of just like have to fucking live for as long as possible. Like, you know, classic battlegrounds type stuff. Mm-hmm. Battle royale type stuff and uh it's got a re- like it's got a really interesting approach to because the totally accurate battle simulator stuff is sort of um, I guess holds itself uh, up as this goofy simulation, but it's got these rules that it adheres to in its simulation. Uh, my fire alarm's going off, so that's cool. Um, 
So, um, yeah, you start off the round and you're in a fucking, like, cluster truck. And uh, you get shot out of the fucking cluster truck into the map. And, like, it's got, like, this heavy-duty fog uh, around it at all times. There's, like, fuck all view distance. Um, because, I guess, you know, it is a sort of bodge job that they put together. But, um, yeah, one of the characteristics of the Totally Accurate Battle simulator is that, yeah, it is all simulated... But it's simulated to like the goofy rules that um, that I guess dictate the the weird world of totally accurate battle simulator, and so it's not like a it's not you know it's it's an ironic name and um, yeah people move a little bit weird and uh, stuff like that and so what you, what you wind up seeing is um, they they do a lot of that kind of thing. There's a lot of guns in the game. Uh, and they all like they've got collision. So if you're too close to a wall, they'll put the gun down. But they like it takes some time to drag it back up again. It, like it's very lethargic the way they do it, and the way they move is sort of wobbly. And when they get shot, there's a large like punch back on them and stuff like that. And so it winds up at this weird situation where um, it doesn't like it. Uh, to the rules of the game itself, uh, it all makes a lot of sense. But uh, the way you've played a lot of other games, it doesn't uh, make any sense. It like it sort of feels a bit bad initially, and you've got to get used to it. And uh, yeah, so you jump in and you find some guns uh, as you do. You find a bit of armor if you can, some equipment and whatever. And it seems like like they draw very heavily uh, from the PUBG well. You know, it's um, it's not tactical or anything, but it's clear that they're parodying PUBG, not like all all battle royales or Fortnite or anything like that. It's definitely a you know, it's battlegrounds, and um, yeah, it's it's you know, it's funny. Um, it it's kind of cool when the circle closes in. It's my favorite thing. You um, these like big. This wall comes over and it lands in this big pillar and then the pillar spreads out and you have to get through past the wall. And I believe if you're on the other side of the wall, when it closes, you die. And uh, I only just made it. I, it's, uh, yeah, it's like pretty freaky uh, how close it comes. And it's like this wall closing in on you. Uh, if you're like only just going to make it, yeah, and this wall sort of closes in and you squeeze through and you get through the next area. And um, yeah, I think it's a, like, it's a really cool effect because it flies in over the top of you like this alien spaceship type thing mm-hmm. and lands and like crashes to the earth and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's goofy. I mean, there's no Aussie servers, so you got to play on US servers. There's Asian servers, but... Um, I figured you may as well play on US servers. Uh, but if you get it right now, uh, I believe until Saturday, uh, you get it for free. And so you might as well like add it to your library, right? Mm, yeah. If, if only because it's a free game. Uh, and after that, I believe it's going to be like five bucks or some shit. Um, yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's, it's funny, goofy. Um, there's an impressive amount of weapons. I had a, um, a musket flintlock, I think it was. Like a uh, fucking old-timey, like, pirate gun, um, which was not... I, I used it uh, against the dude, 
and it was a mistake. He had like a scope or some shit, and here I am trying to fucking Jack Sparrow this motherfucker from like 200 meters away, and yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Has it got like uh, squads or anything like that, or is it just purely solo? I think it's just solo. Yeah. And I don't even think there's, I don't think 100 people get into a game. I think it's like 30 or some shit. Um, yeah. It's goofy. It's like, yeah, but it, it wears it on its sleeve and it actually has a couple of interesting ideas in the mix. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, there's red dot sites. And I shit myself the first time I had a red dot come over the, like, pierce through the wall window next to me and, like, drag its way across the wall until it was definitely going to line up me up. And I'm like, fuck! (laughs) Get downstairs! Yeah. Is Uh, the shooting any good or anything like that? Or is it a bit... Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, like, it's, it's mostly that, like, once you hit someone, they flop back pretty heavily and so it's not like you can't like line someone up and hammer a bunch of shots into them because they fucking flip flick all over the fucking place their bits flick all over the place so i plinked a dude in the head and his entire body like fucking basically turned back on itself (laughs) and so my follow-up shots were for shit and uh he had a helmet on so he managed to turn around and, and do me um which was a bummer um, yeah, it's one of those situations where, like, it feels like it's 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 fine. It's better than some other games. Like, it's better than Fortnite used to be. It's not like it's got Bloom or anything. It's got, like, fucking uh, point-and-click fucking where you shoot is where bullets go and shit. So, yeah, it's it's got, like, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, the... the same thing I've been saying the whole time. You know, that that idea, the idea is like, it's very faithful to the rule set that it is laid out, uh, even if that rule set is a bit goofy. Um, you can press, I believe it's G for gangster mode, yeah. which is pretty good. Uh, you turn your gun sideways and uh, it's actually really useful when you're lying prone. If you go, if you turn your gun sideways, because of the way the fucking... Uh, weapons interact with like objects and stuff. Uh, if you're lying prone and there's like a slight hill, um, it can like really fuck with your aim. But if you turn it sideways, it's a lot easier to adjust again. Yeah, right. Which is really dumb, but um, really funny. Uh, and he like he fucking beatboxes as well. Your guide beatboxes as well. So, so it's got it all. It's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, cool. Hmm. Right. Yeah. What else you got here? Gfinity Australia. The yeah, figured, competition started. Figured we'd chuck this in. Um, yeah, so this like kicked off and whatnot uh, this weekend out at Moore Park. They've got the Gfinity uh, Arena. Um, it's super impressive. If you're like near Moore Park, if, if it's not like ultra inconvenient to get to, and I realize that by default, fucking Moore Park's a, a mad dick hole to try to get to. Like, where's the closest fucking train station in Moore Park? Uh, I don't know, Green Square. Right? Like, <laughs> fuck me, man. That's that's crazy. How the fuck is that the closest? That's Well, that's why they're building a light rail, right? I know, but still. Like, how did it wind up with, like, the SGL, uh, SGC and the fucking, like, other stadium that's out there, whatever the fuck it's called. And, like, there's, there's 
a lot of reasons for people to be going out there and there's fucking no way to get out there. I guess there's buses, but with the busway shut down and shit, there's nothing like that either. Anyway, long story short, if getting to Moore Park isn't the biggest fucking shit show in the world for you, um, it's totally worth checking out. I mean, you get to go like, I think it's 20 bucks for entry. Um, they've got like, uh, like I think it's, it's sort of like half Lux. Um, they got like regular, but still like, because Hoyts have the good seats. Um, so they've got seats down the bottom, but they've got better seats up the top area. You can bring beer in. You can, yeah, like drink popcorn and shit. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Um, the setup itself, this like the arena, is fucking slick, man. It's really cool. Uh, it looks really good. It makes me feel bad about doing the podium on like a wheeled out desk (laughs) because they got all this shit and it looks fucking awesome but um nevertheless um yeah like it's it's three competitions three separate competitions that combine into this one overall competition um with six different teams and uh yeah the first season we'll see each team play on another once which I would prefer they played each other at least twice, but I guess they're just trying to see how it all sort of uh, sifts out and yep. whatnot. Um, yeah, the the Counter-Strike, there's uh, Rocket League and there's uh, Street Fighter. And they're all team-based. Even the Street Fighter is 3v3 teams, which is sort of a, a bit of a lark, but... Uh, it's actually a really good spectator experience. Um, yeah, you just wind up like you wind up watching a lot of esports, and I got like mixed feelings, mixed feelings about the nature of it because I think that um, you wind up with like teams, right? These teams made of uh, the people who are available, right? So. Uh, you look at the Brisbane Deceptors, and they put together a team out of who they've got available. They got some real, like they've got a lot of really good shooters, right? Um, but if they were to go up against Order, so they played Order in the first week. They played the sub side from Order. If they were to go up against Order, the main roster Order, like the Order that goes touring around, like fucking people up and shit. Um, they get fucking white. It'd it'd be it wouldn't it, like it'd be fucking like it the the Warriors versus the Sydney Kings. Like I'm not talking the Warriors versus the fucking Suns here. I'm talking the Warriors versus like some team from a different fucking Cleveland. Uh, fuck off, mate. <laughs> fuck off, mate. Um, like yeah, it, it's this is not like. But the thing is, right, like they're all, I would say that they have shooters as good as Order, right? Maybe not quite as good. Maybe I'm, you know, that might be going too far, but like near, if like fucking close, right? Real close. And like, actually, fuck, Guts is actually as good as uh, Order players, right? He is, I've, he's been around for fucking ages and I've seen him play for since before I was writing about esports or when I was still writing about 
Well, what do you believe? Watching people play competition. Um, like fucking ages, man. So, uh, yeah, he is as good as anyone. And I just don't see how he would ever win because, like, it's still a team game. And you need that teamwork. And I don't know how these groups of, like, just groups of people who can't, can't like, don't ever get an opp- opportunity to actually play to that, like, to practice to that level mm. will ever get up there, you know? They, there's just I just don't see how they could ever do it. And I think that's a real bummer. And the... The flip side is that you don't allow all of order to play together, right? You have, you make them sub out two of their guys yep. and sub in two of their draftees or sub guys or whatever the fuck, right? But the the problem with that is that like I don't want to watch less competitive Counter Strike, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I don't want to watch. I want to watch them be the fucking best. And it'd be like fucking 16 and over, but I want to watch him be the fucking best. And it's a, it's definitely a conundrum, like having teams as good as, uh, as order and like playing against teams that are sort of pickup groups almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I think it's going to sort itself out later on down the road as teams get more established and have more time to practice together and actually manage to put something together. But for now, yeah, it's it's just a bit of a, a rough one. And yeah, you're going to see it in the Rocket League as well when the fucking when the Chiefs return from fucking the World Series, uh, the Worlds RLCS Season Five Worlds. I mean, they are staggeringly good they like i wouldn't i wouldn't bet against them to get knocked out early in the fucking worlds even like they're fucking good man and there are some teams that are made up of dudes who are way better than i'll ever be at rocket league Hmm. who will get fucked by the chiefs main roster right and i just think yeah i just think that's a bit rough the street fighter is another like another story. Street Fighter. I think the Street Fighter was my favorite, actually. Um, I I don't like three v three Street Fighter. Uh, and if it came down to like if I was at Battle Arena Melbourne, you told me I could watch the best players in the world play three v threes or the best players in the world play one like one v ones. I would watch one v ones every single fucking day. I think it is like the way the game is meant to be played. But uh, watch it like. Because it's on and because I, you know, I do enjoy watching some Street Fighter, fuck me. And, like, it works out pretty well. Like, it just, it winds up being an excuse to have a whole fuck ton of properly entertaining characters up on stage competing uh, at Street Fighter. And, like, they get into it, man. Like, it's good. The Like, the veteran guys get into it and guys like uh, RF who was playing for the order uh, on loan from masterminds um, like he spent his entire fucking playing career like cheesing it up as this heel character and putting him on a fucking stage 
uh, in front of a bunch of people is perfect. He is just like it's just perfect. It is the best possible place for it. Like fucking go all the way in on that. The casters were getting in on it as well. They were like they were cheesing up like exactly like the WWE. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Like they were. Uh, giving ROF shit for, you know, being a thug and how he shouldn't be up there and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, I thought it was fucking brilliant. Like, I want to see more of that, 100%. 100% of the time, that's what I want to see because I think it is the best way for them to go about it, uh, to really lean into the pageantry of it, you know, the fucking showmanship of it, uh, as opposed to, yeah, you, otherwise – yeah, it can be a little bit dull. And if you get bogged down in the, like the serious competition, then you might, it starts to turn over in your mind thinking about stuff like, uh, this is not inherently terribly uh, competitive. It's all best of ones. And like, I understand it's done for time, but like, yeah. So I think they got to fucking, they got to rail at the fucking entertainment. Like that's that's how they're gonna make it work, I think. Uh, at least until the competition gets there. I'm not saying like make it, you know. I'm not saying fix it like the WWE or whatever. Like I'm, I'm just saying like take notes, mm-hmm. take some fucking notes and ham it up. There have been periods of time where like one one team has been significantly better than every other team, and then some fuckhead goes and, you know, he nearly beats them, but he joins that team anyway uh, and, you know, turns them into this gross, unbeatable super team. And, you know, that that happens in a lot of sports and you just got to find some way of keeping people interested regardless. Um, in the basketball, I guess you have, you know, the greatest player of all time play uh, on a team on his own. Uh against the super team but uh if you don't have the greatest player of all time available then you've got to find some other way to do it so yeah anyway um i thought it was good like i thought it was good and i'll definitely continue to watch it uh, i'll go out again i won't go out this weekend um and I'll, i doubt i'd go out every weekend um but i think it like it's actually a really good live experience it's close. It's not in fucking homebush. Uh, and yeah, like I think they put on a good fucking show, which is cool. Yeah. And it's like, what'd you say? 20 bucks. So that's the whole day. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is it like, um, so is it a cinema that they've turned yeah. into like this thing? Yeah. They've, they've refit a cinema and it works really fucking well. It's going to get even better as well. At the moment, they've got these two massive screens to show the games. Uh, they've got a, uh, another one coming in. It just didn't arrive for week one. Uh, that will scale down when the game begins, uh, like roll down when the game begins. And um, they'll be able to project it up on there and it'll be basically like the full cinema experience, which is cool. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, did you catch it at all? No. Uh, yeah. I watched a little bit, uh, like the tiniest bit, because it was fucking esports weekend that weekend. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and I'm just not into Street Fighter. Um, I saw a little bit of Street Fighter. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, 
And yeah, Rocket League's not my thing either. And Counter Strike is, I'll watch it, but yeah. I'd rather right. watch something like Siege or PUBG, basically, yeah. at this stage. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, well, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was other esports on, though. The fucking PUBG Global Invitational Association. Qualifiers. Online qualifiers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they were, yeah, of mixed quality. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> so, like, basically they had, uh, like, four groups going, and in each group there was, like, 20 teams around that. By the end of the, the weekend, it was down to a lot less than that because just teams just given up or yeah. sick of some of the technical issues that were going on there. Um, and they played uh, eight games across the two days. And um, yes, basic format of, of like uh, placements, earning you a certain amount of points and also kills. Uh, I think it was 15 points per kill. Um, also earning you points. And then the top uh, four, was it four teams from each group? Five. Uh, top five teams from each group now go through to the offline qualifiers in Sydney, which will be held uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah so yeah i watched um i watched most of these games i, I feel like i watched at least 80 90 percent of them right um i had like <laughs> so they were they were yeah the way this was set up was really weird so they had four groups going um the games were all pretty much running at the same time you had different like it was being run through esl but esl wasn't casting them all um they had like a main esl feed and then like stabbies was hosting his stream he was like a um a caster and then there was like another group that was also casting so they had three streams going um and then stabbies was kind of alternating between the groups like one of the groups so yeah the the actual setup of like being able to watch all the games was a bit shoddy like you couldn't actually do it um uh, which is a bit disappointing because there were some yeah. games that I, I like teams I would have liked to watch. So I basically had like the three streams running at the same time and would sort of just flick between whichever like teams that I wanted to watch, but also some of them maybe started a bit later. So, you know, they were further along in the match and you can kind of, you know, keep an eye on what was going on, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, man, they had a lot of technical issues on that second day. Um, yeah. They had entire games that were played out and then did not end up counting um they they realized i think in game uh match six that there was a bug in um the spectator mode so anybody could rejoin the match and basically uh spectate other players and um even though that the they had disabled spectator it was some sort of weird glitch that they'd found um and so they they weren't actually communicating any of this at that time it just like the games just stopped and it was like we'll be back shortly and then like an hour and a half went past and like the game still hadn't started yet it was just still on the splash screen no one really knew what was going on they finally came back and and um you know they they weren't really transparent about it they were just trying to like hide that this issue was happening um and so they replayed basically 
the entire they decided to replay the entire game six so all the games had actually played through teams had won and then they spent this hour and a half i guess figuring out what they were going to do i'm not sure how they found that this was a bug or what happened there but because as i said they weren't v they weren't you know communicating that at all um and so they replayed that game uh which i like i don't know that's a really weird spot to put players in um like why not why not just replay all the games like because they as far as i I was aware they didn't know how long this problem had been going on for so you're you're 50 percent through 60 percent through all the games and all of a sudden you're like well those four games didn't count let's replay that match um so anyway that went through and if i was some of the teams there i would have been pretty fucking annoyed about it yeah you know some of the teams that ended up that actually won that game weren't necessarily in the top five at that stage and for them to come out with a win is pretty big and for that to be completely um ignored uh is a bit shit um yeah and then so that those games were replayed and then they replayed a couple of the others again so then like not all of them were replayed just i think two of them um ended up so like that match six got replayed some some in some of the groups twice um because apparently they didn't fix that bug in those those games so then so now you've got this situation where like they've replayed a match they fucked it up again and then that game has not counted a second time um there was just like a really weird like they weren't communicating what was going on um it sounded like some of the teams were getting really frustrated with what was happening um they weren't really telling the spectators like what was going on um i I know i was watching stabby's stream at one stage and he was like i don't even think i can tell you what happened like i I don't think i'm allowed to (laughs) just like that like they were just making a big fucking like like we can't like hiding it from everybody that this thing has happened and i i can understand like they're trying to put on this big competition and they've completely fucked up two of the rounds um anyway my my biggest complaint about that thing was that um it it does like throw some of the teams off at that stage um and and the most notable noticeable one for me was what happened with greyhound um greyhound at that stage of the the competition were in i think fifth place or six they weren't doing that great in their group um and i think in that match they got knocked out quite early yeah and uh and that ended up having to replay that round um and then greyhound ended up winning that replay so they yeah. they ended up winning the you know 1200 points or 800 points whatever you get for that and they got a fuckload of kills i think it was like 19 kills they ended up with in that game so that's huge massive massive change of swing yeah. Um, and then the uh, they were part of that group again where they had to replay another a game um, later on so what happened was uh, not only did they have this issue where they had the spectator bug but they were about 20 minutes into a game and for some reason the teams that were left in the game all got kicked out of the match All right. Um, I, from what I understand it wasn't a server crash it just kicked all the players Anyway, at at that state of the, the game, um, Greyhound were not... They were, like, not good. They, they'd lost two players early on. They were in a fight with, like, three other teams. 
Um, and I'm not sure how that ended up, but they weren't doing very well. They would look like they were going to drop out at, you know, around the 15 mark again. Um, and then they had to replay that game. So, like, wow. I think Stabby's was streaming in that point and literally just killed the stream because he was like, I don't know what's going on. And just, like, stopped streaming or at least, like, one of the, the other the secondary streams just like we don't understand what's happening now like i can't connect and they, they just stopped broadcasting um yeah so anyway that game finished and then they replayed that match and then the greyhound again ended yes. up winning that game sure? and so they've gone from a position where they were in fifth place or, or not you know on the brink of not making it into this competition um they they got knocked out early and then they're having to replay that win that game with a bunch of kills and then the same thing happened again. Yeah. It just felt like it was just really weird the way that sort of panned out. Um, Greyhound ended up winning, uh, coming first in that entire group stage. Um, and it's kind of hard to to look at that and not think that those two replayed games had a bit of a hand in, in them. Like I'm not necessarily, necessarily saying they wouldn't have made it into the top five. That's what it sounds like you're saying. <laughs> but they were on the brink of like maybe not making it in, right? They 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 lined up an extra forty kills amongst their team mm. and ended up with two first place finishes in those replays. It's just like there needs to be a way of or at least like a clear rule set or something in there. Cause those those teams that won those games must have fucking been so annoyed at what happened with that whole ruling. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just it's a really weird situation we put in, and, and I don't know how you end up fixing that problem, or how you deal with that. Um, yeah, it's it's super strange, and I don't know what what you end up with, like what the best approach is for that sort of thing happening. Um, but other otherwise, like it was really cool watching all the teams play. Um, uh, like a lot of the the teams that we follow ended up making it through. Um, there was one team that was really like nobody really heard about them and they ended up making it through. Um, yeah. uh, let me just try and find their name into intergalactic lads. Right. Was the name of the team. Um, yeah, it just seemed like none of the pros really knew who any of these guys were. Yeah. So I'm not sure what was going on with that team, but they would seem they're doing okay. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it was fun to watch some of those games, like watching Atletico and immunity and, um, some of the others come out like chiefs just fucking smashed their group. They just went nuts. Yeah. Um, they were good to watch as well. So yeah, man, it was, um, I think it was, it was an okay competition. It could have definitely been handled a bit better. Um, yeah. But did you watch any of the games at all or were you just, yeah, I watched a bunch. Um, I saw, um, like at one point fucking, Stabby's like switched between three different streams and he was super confused. It seemed really, really disheartening for him because he was doing his best. Yeah. Uh, but like when he was, when his stream, I was mostly watching his stream. I watched the SL one for a bit. It seemed like Sniper, who's a veteran Counter-Strike caster, had no fucking idea what he was talking about. So if I want to listen to someone have no fucking idea what they're talking about, I can just hear Mark Jackson. <laughs> all the fucking NBA. So uh, I switched over to Stabby's, who has every idea of what the fuck he's talking about. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought, yeah, he did well with 
some pretty fucking shitty circumstances. And, uh, yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I thought it was, it was like, I, I was entertained. Um, I, I thought there were some really fucking good, like matches, but my favorite fucking, did you see that clip I retweeted from champs? Yeah. In the car. How fucking good was that? That was so good. It was hilarious. I loved it. Loved it to bits. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was good. It was just that that Sunday where I was just those first two games. It was like three hours of a giant clusterfuck of, you know, like watching teams in chat being like, we don't really know what's going on. They're not telling us anything. They're now telling us we have to replay our games. And then like people being kicked mid-game and just weird shit like that. It's just like, oh man. And a game where it's like super, like, you know, there's only one spot going to the uh, global invitationals from Australia mm. um, and you've got all these teams that are trying to compete for it. You know, we're not like a Europe or NA where they're getting like four spots or something, three or four spots, I think. Um, so, you know, this stuff is, is, can be huge. It could be important for teams when, you know, they are not winning a game and then all of a sudden it's like, no, nah, actually we're going to replay that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to, yeah, it's got to be fucking gutting. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, that the next round will be uh, in Sydney. I'm interested to see how they do that at ESL because apparently it's, it's going to be fucking rammed. Yeah, because it's not a huge venue. Uh, yeah, I would love to find out how I can get to go to that. <laughs> well, they were they were telling like uh, SYF Gaming that there would be like no space for spectators at all. Yeah, uh, and they were going to look into whether or not they were going to allow media and um, managers and shit in. Like it might just be players. Yeah, I don't know how they set that up. That's um, because it's literally like eighty players, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe uh, maybe they should do it at Moore Park. Ah, good one. Mm. Um. Anyway, sh- should we do some news? Let's do some news. That kind of was news. Yeah. Ah, true. Okay, cool. Nice. Well, we're already in then. I had Dota ah. up as well. I was watching Dota. Oh, yeah. I was watching PUBG mm. and yeah, because I had three streams going of of um, of PUBG, PUBG yeah. and then I had two streams of Dota going. Like they wow. got their, had the Super Major going on the weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. I was watching a bunch of that. Yeah. Anyway, so it was like- It's e- in China, sports. right? Yeah, it was in China. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sunday was literally just esports day for me. It was good. It was pretty good. It's pretty cool. Mm. Nice. Um, all right. What else we got? Crackdown delayed again. Yes. Report. Rumors. Rumors have it. Uh, Kotaku. This is from Kotaku. They've got two sources that are saying uh, in the development team that it's been pushed back again. This um, game's de- delayed again. Fucking take it out. <laughs> fucking back and shoot it. It's done. <laughs> it's over. Like, you cannot fucking delay this game again. Just either put something out because if it releases in 2019, it's. It's dead in the water anyway. You're sending it out to die. It's ridiculous. What about what about what they did with Sea of Thieves and fucking State of Decay? <laughs> Push it out and just hope for the best. Fuck. Maybe that's maybe the reaction to those is why uh, why they're delaying it. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a weird one, right? This is I think first announced in 2014 or 2015. Um, and it just keeps getting pushed back further and further. And uh, again, this is, I guess, one of those 
placeholders where it was going to be at the end of the year um, and everybody's kind of getting it out of the way of Red Dead as yeah. well. Maybe that could be a, a factor in there. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I feel like this has been like a four year, four or five years. This, this game's been talked about for a while. Yeah. Um, like I remember them talking about it when they first announced it and, you know, having them use the cloud to power the way it rendered fucking buildings or something like that. Do you remember all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any of that's still in there, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They, they actually know. I don't think they ever use any of that technology um, that I mm. talked about. So um, I guess we'll find out next week what the deal is with that. Um, yep. Maybe we'll see some gameplay. Terry Cube Cruz will be doing something with it. I don't know. Uh, Playable character. Um, also, next week uh, we'll probably find about Hitman Two has been confirmed by Warner Brothers. Right. Um, I'm all right with that. That's a, the first one was really good. Yep. The um, so, so this, yeah, and and they bought the license from Square Bio, right? Or yeah. yeah, from Square, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm about it. Like, I'm I'm very interested. Like, uh, I thought it was when I saw it, it was like some sort of release date or some shit. Um, I thought it was like actually coming out. Like they were just gonna fucking launch it, but I guess not. Do you, would you play it if it's the episodic thing again? I think that worked okay. Yeah. Um, like I, I wasn't against that mainly because I didn't play it episodically. Uh, yeah. I came to that quite late, but. Like, it's an interesting way of delivering that type of game. It is. It is. I am not a fan of it. I would prefer it if it was, like, uh, a linear regular. Story. Yeah, regular <laughs> fucking release. But, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Um, like, if they put out more of what they did with the last one and, you know, change some of the format up a little bit, I, I'm down with it. it that, that game was really fun. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I guess we'll hear about more. That I think I've got a booking for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you talked about this last week. Fallout 76. 76? 67? 76. 76, yeah. yeah. Did you talk about this last week? I don't remember. I think I did, but I don't remember. Um, right. Let's have a look. There's I don't remember what I Fallout game coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh no, that's that dumb stuff. I'm having a look. I had like some. Yeah, I did talk about it last week, so we can skip this. Yeah. Well, no, what do you think? Anything? Um, yeah, man, I, I uh, kind of unexpected. I thought they were gonna be doing something else. Um, right. I didn't think it was gonna be another Fallout game. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of out of a weird spot for me. Like, is this? Have they confirmed that this is Starfield? Uh, no. No, so maybe there is another game that still a Starfield out yeah, there. Do you think? Maybe. Oh, maybe well, it's like New Vegas. Uh, I don't know, man. Two Fallout games. So the thing I said right last week is that if this is a multiplayer Fallout, right? And rumors are pointing at it being one, like a survival game. Yeah. Yeah. Then, um, then it can't be on fucking Gamebryo. It can't be on the fucking Fallout engine or the Tez engine. It can't be. Because those games barely run, those engine like barely run a single player. So there's no way you're gonna have a fucking reasonable amount of people in a fucking multiplayer server on Game Burrito. So it's gonna have to be in fucking Crytek. Also, the 
um, the dev team from Battlecry mm. was working on was using Crytek for Battlecry. So if they just transition across to um, to Fallout seventy six yeah. and they're still using Crytek, then yeah. My question is, right? Will you, if you get a taste of Fallout on the on a good engine, <laughs> yeah. Are you still going to want to play it when they make another one on fucking Gamebryo engine? The fucking cobbled together fucking Frankenstein's monster of an engine that is Gamebryo or whatever they're calling it now. The yep. fucking. Yeah. What do you reckon? Creation. Creation engine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I like, I feel like this is Todd Howard's working on this one, right? That's what I've, like, I've understood. I, I fucking know. I feel, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is this is what they've been working on, which is why I was like, oh, this is a bit strange. I just felt like they'd be going back to Elder Scrolls or something. Unless they've <laughs> shifted that to a different studio. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I don't sure. think that's this year. Yeah. So, hmm. Oh, anyway, what's next? Uh, Melbourne next- names Melbourne, the home of esports in Australia. That's a good title. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, like uh, I, uh, I got into it a bit on the, the IGN news story that I wrote as well. I just gave it a bit of shit. I'm like, uh, ESL Australia based in Sydney, home of esports in Australia, uh, and teglive.com based in Sydney, home of esports in Australia have teamed up with visit Victoria to create the Melbourne esports open. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, September one and two, I believe, uh, it's a bye weekend for the AFL and, yeah, uh, they're slotting it in. They're, it's rumored to have multiple games across multiple stadia, uh, and the games rumored so far are Overwatch, Fortnite, and League of Legends. It time it like works out pretty well to, that they could do the League of Legends finals down there. Um, but yeah, whether or not they also do Overwatch and league uh, and Fortnite, i don't know um yeah i guess we'll have to wait and see but yeah there's um there's no information out on it right there's not really much information this thing is supposed to be in like 11 or 12 weeks yeah and there's nothing else i was like what are the games all right uh there's no games i've talked about they've not not talked about tickets or anything like that it's just like we're the we're the esports capital of australia yeah come see our thing and that's it done the home of Australian esports, no S, just esports singular, yeah. is what their um, press release said. Uh, the was it the Herald Sun, I think, mm. uh, got the exclusive scoop on it. And I had some problems with this, obviously, because I'm a salty dog and I hate when uh, traditional journalists get opportunities that I don't. But uh, also. Uh, I don't think Sunday is a good day to reveal something like this because it's not part of the news cycle. Um, not part of the news cycle for people who give a fuck about esports anyway. Um, yeah, or gaming, like in Australia, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think a newspaper is a great, great place to debut this name, uh, news because nobody gives a fuck about newspapers. Um, I don't think a newspaper that spells esports with a capital S in the fucking middle of it is a good place to debut it because clearly that newspaper doesn't give a fuck about esports. Uh, they spelled East Melbourne Esports Open with a capital S in the middle of esports, and uh, it's a 
proper fucking noun. So every cunt who's all, that's how my fucking, that's my style guide for my newspaper. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. How do you spell a proper noun? Because if, uh, if like the iPhone is a small fucking I and a big P in your fucking stupid fucking newspaper, then you fucked up somewhere, haven't you? Because that's, that's spelling it by its proper noun fucking name. If PlayStation is a cap S in the fucking middle, uh, then you're spelling it by its proper noun name. You're not fucking ignoring it so you can do whatever the fuck you want. Anytime you want to disrespect esports, you fucking cunts. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't happy with the way it was announced, but I am happy that it is announced because I think an excuse to go down to Melbourne, I relish it. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to go down to Melbourne. So Those the games. No, it doesn't really. Uh, if it's the finals for the League of Legends, then I'm there. Um, I would love to see Rainbow Six get involved. I think that'd be really fucking cool. Um, I think it'd be a really good fit as well. I don't know if it lines up very well with the um, season or anything, but uh, like we've got, you know, obviously we've got a really good Rainbow Six team. Or maybe we could lure some other good Rainbow Six teams down as well, put on a show match or something. Yeah, man. Um, uh, but you know, you. Uh, ASL has a pretty good relationship with Counter Strike in this country, so I'm pretty sure they could put on a fucking bananas yeah. Counter Strike. Like have on fucking Rainbow before Counter Strike and just be like, "Hey boys, want to watch <laughs> a real man's game?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, we'll, I guess talk about that a bit more when we find out more news about what's going on. True. Maybe we can cast some PUBG. I should do PUBG. Oh, it's genius. Yeah. Look, so we'll see all the stabbies. We should. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We good. All right. Um, That's it. We got some questions. Let's do some questions. All right. And then we'll wrap this up. Yep. Uh, I was supposed to go to a thing. So, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Your fire alarm went off. I know. It really fucks me. Fucking pricks. Uh, all right. Dre3Money writes... Hey, Gapsters, have you guys noticed some of the stuff Ubi are doing with slash on Uplay? Uh, they now have a gaming assistant, Sam. See your local app store, Ngon YouTube and Twitch channels, which is putting out some interesting stuff. Games, streams, PC build guides, etc. You said many times on the podcast how impressive Ubisoft have been in supporting Rainbow Six and building that game up. They've also been supporting their other games, Spelled there, T-H-E-R-E, when obviously he meant T-H-E-I-R. Classic Dre3Money. There are other games, The Division, Wildlands, even For Honor, long after release, even if they haven't seen the same kind of success as Siege. Uh, It seems they are going all in on community, and specifically the PC community. New Play itself used to be a joke, but they are now really that... Oh, they did. Now he's spelt there, T-H-E-R-E, when obviously he meant T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Uh, anyway, they are, there are, there are, but the, there are, I don't know. He didn't mean there with a Y apostrophe R-E. He meant they in general. But they are now really trying to offer something different and add value to the Fucking, he did it again. Uh, their games and gaming platforms. Uh, Mimos team seemingly stagnates away. Is it almost time for the giant behemoth that is Valve and Steam to fall? They have appeared unassailable for a long time, but even the mightiest of empires eventually crumbles. 
I'm not saying it will be you play to knock them off their perch. He spelled there wrong. He's doing this on purpose for 100%. He's doing this on purpose to me. Um, to knock them off their perch. But at some stage, there will be a change. You got there right this time. So maybe it's not on purpose. Uh, there, there will be a change in tech or development of some kind that makes Steam obsolete. If they don't carry, don't can't adapt, uh, they may just be a library of old games we all used to play sitting in a corner, like the pile of CDs and DVDs everyone has used to have in their one last opportunity from spell there incorrectly, their house. Um, all right, so um, is it time for Valve and Steam to fall? Uh, well, I just bought a Vive, Drew, so I would prefer it if the company supporting it didn't fall over immediately. That would be helpful to me. Uh, on the other hand, uh, yeah, we've always been fucking shit, man. Like, back in the day, nobody railed harder against Steam than me. Uh, but, like, a uh, drowning victim eventually stops kicking uh, and just sort of fucking lets it happen. Uh, I too have succumbed to the giant behemoth that is Steam and uh, yeah, just sort of fucking accepted it. But yeah, absolutely. I want fucking more competition, more competition, all the competition. Uh, I would love to see EA make Origin in something that isn't a huge steaming pile of shit. I've never been on the fucking hate wagon for Origin, but it is now significantly worse than every other option. It's way worse than Steam. Uh, I haven't seen you play in a little while, but uh, if everything you're saying is the case, then it's fucking shitloads worse than you play. Um, even the GOG fucking player manager is better than fucking Origin, which is driving me fucking bananas lately. And uh, yeah, I think the more companies that actually put some effort into competing with Steam, the better, even though... At the end of the day, I will probably generally just play shit on Steam. Hmm. I mean, you look at all the people who play fucking Rainbow Six via Steam, right? Yeah. Uh, even all the good stuff that you play does, uh, it still can't overcome the, I guess, the fucking comfort that people feel with having all their, sh their games in one place and the ease of access that that provides them. Yeah. I mean, like, I personally don't buy a ton of games on Steam anymore, but yep. I'll buy them through, like, Green Man Gaming or yeah. stuff through GOG or, like, Humble Bundle. Like, um, like sometimes I'll, I'll grab stuff on Steam, but generally, that's for, for me now, that's not the cheapest place to buy things anymore. Um, but it's still that place where you can go and get all those games still. Yeah. Um, I'm, like... The other stuff that's out there is generally publisher specific. Um, like there's, you know, you got your like Battle.net and all the EA stuff on one one platform, and all the Ubisoft stuff is on one platform. But at least Steam is like not just publisher specific. And like, does that news today about them <laughs> that a lot of people were upset with um, about them no longer sort of. Uh, picking and choosing what games will go up on their store. It's just like, everything's welcome now, except for yeah. stuff that's not, they deem legal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, they, I think that's a mistake. Uh, like, unequivocally a mistake. And I don't think it's the way to go about it. But we might have to talk about it next week because I literally have to go. Yeah. We, we can uh, go now. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was a good question though, Drew, and uh, it was very good timing considering this steam shit that happened today. But uh, sadly, my fire alarm has not been uh, allowed me to, to discuss it properly. Um, yeah. Love questions though. Good question. That was on our Discord. Discord.com slash the gap. <laughs> the geopodcast.com slash Discord. Fuck. Uh, you can email us uh, the geopodcast at gmail.com, twitter.com. I'm pretty sure I said it wrong. Every single week, probably. Yeah. It's yeah. literally written on the sheet, Job. I don't open the sheet. I have my own sheet. <laughs> we got a website as well. It's called Untitled Document. That's and not it one has website. a list of the things that, uh, I, that I talk about. Uh, the GAPodcast.com, if you want to go there, check out all the links we just talked about. And that's all thanks to Patreon, uh, our subscribers or members or patrons. Uh, Patreon.com slash GAPodcast, the, the, the GAPodcast, if you want to help support this show. Um, appreciate everyone that does it every week. And I won't be you here too. next week. You're awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I won't be here next week. Joe will be here <laughs> with Nate talking about E3 stuff. Um, I guess you guys will do that on like Wednesday or Thursday after all the, yep. the announcements. Probably and Wednesday night. Yeah, and then I'll be back after that to talk about all the things that I saw it in LA. So yeah, that'll be fun. It will be fun, um, and we'll have to do that one a bit early because I leave for fucking Japan. Yeah, that's fine. It's two weeks, two weeks time. I'm very excited. Are nice. you going to do a solo cast while I'm away? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Uh, here's a question I wanted to ask you real quick before we go uh, from last week's podcast. Uh, Crossy Raven asked, just finished listening to the latest podcast, Home Alone, the Joby Incident, and wondered when one of you aren't there, do you listen to the podcast and wonder what the fuck? Uh, is that tr- is that the case? Luke, do you listen to the podcast and wonder what the fuck I'm on about? Uh, no, I didn't listen to them because I was busy and sick. Uh, sure. But I did, when you sent me the file, I was like, what the fuck? Why is this two hours long? Yeah, that is true. He did say that um, because I can't shut up. Can't stop, won't stop. This one's going to be two and a bit hours. So. Yeah. yeah, but there's two of us this week. Like the other one was just literally just you. And I was you so you tacked on 10-ish minutes, I guess. Did I? <laughs> well, compared to last week, this one's going to be two hours and 10 minutes long. Ah, okay. And uh, yeah, and this, and yeah, see what you've brought to the table is 10 minutes worth of chat. Cool. So I'm saying good times. All right. Good times. That's it. That's it. Thanks, everyone. Really listening. Have a good E3 week, everyone. Word to that. Peace out. Boy.